0: You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can follow along with the notes for this message and get better connected with our church by visiting church2911.com slash connect. This summer at 2911, we're looking back at some of the iconic movies of the 1980s. This week, we're off to a cornfield in Iowa for Field of Dreams. Last
1: week, I gave you a little tease when I did the navigation right before the message. I gave you a little tease. So did you catch it? Did anybody go to? Maybe you caught it in the in the trailer a moment ago, or did you Google it? You know the answer now, because everybody got it wrong last week. We'll get it right this week. All right. The voice in the movie that says, "If you build it, he will come." I think I still heard a they out there, didn't I? Yeah, he will come. Okay, listen. Yeah, yes. Toward the end of the movie, the the little girl, she does say they, okay, she does say they will come, and you know, but the voice is saying, if you build it, he will come. And, and, And lots of people, lots of people misquote this. I actually even misquote it on purpose sometimes. And here's the reason why, because I've heard, I've heard a lot of churches use this, or pastors use this, like, if we build it, they'll come, as if like all we have to do as a church is build a building a nice big building and and people who don't know Jesus will just flock to us and that's not the way it works. I mean actually building a big new building attracts people who are already in church but just dissatisfied with their church that they're at more than it does the unconnected. You know the big buildings don't. And so so I've kind of used that on purpose that way just to kind of point out the absurdity of that is that really doesn't reach the unconnected. Okay but Let's back up just a little bit there's some there's some great things about this movie I, w- I want to share just a few little things about the movie and, and even though I, I, I like them some of it's just 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 good for you to hear I think cuz it'll set up some of the movie L- let me ask this before we get too far into this just so I know how much I need to explain and how far I need to go how many of you have absolutely not seen Field of Dreams the movie raise your hand just so I got an idea Okay, got an idea. A few more in this service than, than first. Let, let, let me tell you something. It's, it's, a, it's a great movie, but it's a movie you need to see more than once. Okay, so now those of you who haven't seen it yet, you think, oh, man, I, I'm way behind the eight ball. There's just so much in it, okay? Uh, there's so much in it. You need to see it more than once. Or uh, here's another. If, if you haven't seen it yet, let me tell you what you need to do. Listen to a sermon right before you watch it for the first time, okay? and boy have I got good news for you because you're about to hear one okay so so uh so here's some of my favorite quotes and and so here, here's the, for those of you who don't know the movie th- this guy who owns a farm he, he's got this big cornfield and he starts hearing this voice saying if you build he will come, kind of a whisper. If you build it, he will come. He has no idea what it what it means, any of those kinds of things. But but he shares it with his wife and everything. And so one day he's about to walk out the door and go to the next slide, and she says, "What if the voice calls while you're gone?" And he says, "Take a message." <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. I Think it's kind of funny, kind of cute. But it also shows us a little bit of their you know kind of their interaction in their marriage, the way they you know that she's kind of a nut in a little bit of a way, you know. And, and so he has shared that. That tells me also. You know, he's told it. He tells his wife about this voice. They've got a great relationship. He's not worried about her picking up the phone and calling the funny farm and saying, come and get my husband. You know, like, you know, last year when I broke my my toe, my foot, you know, and then uh, fell down a few, uh, you know, a few days after that, uh, you know, with with the uh, crutches and and, and uh, the thing on, on this leg you know and all of that and I fell down you know just a few days later and David said you break that other leg and I'm putting you in a home you know so you know there probably some of you may have wives you don't share everything with you start hearing voices you know because she put you somewhere but that tells us a little something about about who, who they are and all that kind of thing okay a little later in the movie um, here, here's why there's there's some just magic that's kind of happening. You know, this is this is a fantasy movie Okay, and this is a little magic that happens and and, and an old ball a ball player from a hundred years ago now uh, who, who has died? Obviously he uh, he is actually comes back to life because Ray builds this field He comes back to life and he comes to this field to play ball and uh, his name is Shoeless Joe Jackson. Now, Shoeless Joe Jackson—that is actually a real person, okay. So now Ray, the guy who owns the field, he's a fictitious person. But all these ball players—they are real people that have been brought into this story, okay. And so, so this guy comes back to life. He's there to to play ball, and and so Ray goes out here, and Ray gets to pitch. I mean, he gets to go out there, stand on on the mound, and throw throw balls to Shoeless Joe Jackson. Now, that may not mean anything to you, but if you're a baseball. Fan, It does because Shoeless Joe Jackson has the third highest career batting average of all baseball players who have ever played in the major leagues. The third highest. Still today, he still has that. So it was a big deal for Ray to get to pitch to Shoeless Joe Jackson. And and so so as he's getting ready to pitch, you know, it's just the two of them. And and so Ray thinks, you know, we need a catcher, don't we? So he says, don't we need a catcher? And Shoeless Joe says, not if you get it near the plate, we don't. Now, maybe you have to be a jock or a fan to get that, but basically what he's saying, you get it anywhere near the plate, I'm hitting it. We don't need a catcher back there. You get it anywhere near me, it is not getting by me because he's got the third highest career batting average in baseball, right? And so so I like that also. Here, here, here's, a, here's another one, and uh, this is like this is like b- before that, that last quote. Uh, in the middle of the night, Ray is awakened. He's asleep, and he's awakened by the voice that again says, if you build come and so he gets up and, and so he's walking around and, and he, he, he doesn't get it yet what am I supposed to build who's gonna come and so he's kind of asking those questions and it wakes up his wife Annie okay and so so Annie says Annie calls out to him, you know, what's wrong and, and he says it's okay honey I'm I'm just talking to the cornfield you know it's a, I like that one as well you know kind of funny and kind of cute and kind of says a little bit about who they are here's a here's a cool also bit of trivia for you in this, uh, as I said, the ballplayers who are in this movie—they're real people. And one of them was uh, Doc um, Moonlight Graham. Okay, Doc Moonlight Graham, and um, uh, he had two nicknames because he kind of had two lives in this. And and uh, when there were some old friends of his, as I said, this guy was a real person. You know, in real life, he, you know, he's dead now. There were some of his friends that heard that his character was going to be used in this movie That that they were gonna have somebody to actually play this character in the movie Burt Lancaster played him as an old man It was this the last movie another piece of trivia there Uh, But big name and so his friends actually went there to see some of the movie being recorded and when when the producers the directors when they found out that some of his actual friends the people that actually knew this guy when he was alive were there they use them in one of the scenes where where Terrence Mann, James Earl Jones, his character, interviews them, and they're actually talking about the real guy. And so the things they share with him, because he was a, he was a humanitarian, he, he became a doctor and, and uh, he wouldn't turn anybody away, didn't matter if you had insurance or not, didn't matter if you had money or not, he took care of people anyway. And so they told all these stories. So really a cool piece of trivia there, That it'll set something up a little later in this message too, but just a cool piece of trivia there that actual, some guys that actually knew this guy that was being portrayed in the movie uh, were interviewed. And, and, so, and here's another really uh, awesome fact, I think. A, an awesome thought in this movie that is shared is that when Ray, the guy who owns the field, who's going to build it so he will come, whoever he is, you know, he, the, Ray goes out and he meets this guy, Terrence Mann, uh, who's played by James Earl Jones. And so they're talking about all this going on. And, and so they're talking about why, why is this happening? How, why am I hearing this voice? And why is this voice sending me to do this and to find this one and to go here and to go there? And Terrence Mann, James Earl Jones, he's, he says this. Maybe it was to find out if one inning can change the world. That's this is a great thought, awesome thought here. If you understand what's going on, Doc Moonlight Graham, he got to play one inning of baseball, of, of Major League Baseball. He had gone through, uh, gone through the minors, played in the minors, played in the minors, played. finally gets up to the big leagues. The and this, true story. I'm telling. I'm telling you. This is actual truth. This is not about the movie. This is actual truth. That is portrayed in the movie, but it's actually how it happened and and he he never got to play a game The last game of the season the last inning of that game they put him in and so he got to go out in the field and play and uh, But he didn't ever get to bat. So he's just one inning. It's really just a half inning. He didn't even get to bat You know and so and so oh, what James Earl Jones character Terrence Mann is saying here is is maybe what we're here to find out is if one inning can change the world and you know what it did? Because, because uh, since uh, Moonlight Graham didn't get to bat, you know, he had, he had gone through the, the minors and, and stayed in the minors and stayed in the minors and he, you know, he finally gets up there, finally gets in the last inning of the last game of the season and then he still doesn't even get to bat. He can't, gives up. He said, you know, it's, it's just not worth it. I'm not going back to the minors to start all over again next year back in the minors. I'm not going to do it. So he quits, but you know what he does? He goes back to college. He gets his medical degree. He becomes that doctor that is that humanitarian that, that, that saves all these lives and reaches out to all these people and, and, and cures and, and gives medical care to all of these people that wouldn't have gotten it if he hadn't have become a doctor and he would not have become a doctor if he had gotten a hit in that one inning that he played in. So can one inning change? Yeah. I, I want to encourage you with that. Think about that. That one inning, one little thing in your life can change is this, this is really an awesome movie because of all these little stories and little things in it to challenge us and to encourage us. But but what happens is, you know, I, I didn't get a lot of that. I, that. That quote right there, I didn't even get that the first time I watched the movie. This is definitely one of those movies you need to watch. Two times because there's just there's just so much you don't get it all in that first time because there is so much that's going on, and the, and there's even a quote that kind of supports that also, you know this is actually from Doc Moonlight Graham right here he says we just don't recognize life's most significant moments while they're happening isn't that true come on back then I thought back then when he played that one half of an inning he thought there'll be other days. I didn't realize that that was the only day you see if we're not careful we'll get so busy like watching this movie trying to figure out who's the he that will come who's the easing the pain and all that so who is all this and, and trying to figure out all these things and then we miss so much of the actual movie we do the same thing in life is that we're so busy with all this other stuff we're paying attention to we miss the most important thing Man, today, baby dedication, so easy to, man, to just challenge you guys, dedicating your baby to the Lord, so easy today to think about it in, in, in these terms. It's like be careful that you're not so caught up in all the stuff that you've got to do, that you miss the importance of this sweet, precious gift that God has put in your hand. Man, we do this with so many things in our lives, and you know we don't realize? And like he's saying, is like that was, that was the only day he blew his chance. He did all he could do, but he didn't, never got his chance, and it was the only day that he ever got. But this is a movie about second chances, and this is a sermon about second chances because we serve a God of second chances. <laughs> so that's good. So even though that was the day, that was the end, that was the all, no, he's going to get another chance. Okay, there, here's a great, great article, and... and um, uh, all the scriptures if I refer to scripture they we may not read them today but all the scriptures and this article right here by Kim and I can't pronounce her that don't know how to pronounce it I, I could try but I don't know how the proper pronunciation her article I've got it linked in the sermon notes online if you go to that church2911.com slash uh, uh, connect and then go to the sermon notes there read the whole that, the whole article's great But I want to read you three paragraphs right here, okay Because this is really good. She almost preaches my message here. Just a little bit. This is really good You, you ready for this you you want to be encouraged you want to be challenged you need a second chance listen to this We all deep down have a sense that somewhere sometime Something went wrong. We went wrong and if only we could go back get another chance We'd get it right Oh, we'd right the wrong and all manner of things would be well Has she got you now has that hook got you now? Oh to be able to go back and restore the relationships to follow the road not taken to receive mercy to make amends Is it true that alienation defeat failure disgrace? Finally confirmed by death have the final word Are second chances only the stuff of cinematic fairy tales is the past irredeemable No neither guilt nor shame neither failure nor defeat not even death itself will have the final word in our lives because God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself my past and my present now have a future so crane your faith can you see it the day dawning on this field of dreams we call the new creation when victory is ours through him who loves us amen yeah that's good man that's not a Come on, be challenged, encouraged. It's not over. God's the God of second chances. And she's talking about this movie and God and relating that there. As I said, she was pre- preaching my message right there. It's, he's the God of second chances. Reminds me, uh, as I was reading this again just then, reminds me uh, of what Paul said in Romans chapter 8, verse 38, 39. Anybody already there with me in your head? For I am persuaded that, that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. He is a God of No matter what's happening in your life today, nothing can separate you from the power and the love that is with, that is within that relationship that you, that you have with him. It's like you have... You have you have the opportunity of a second chance. You have, an, you have another opportunity today. You, you may have blown it. Or, or maybe you did everything you could, but but everything else just kept still getting in your way and it didn't happen. And now you're looking back and seeing, thinking like Doc Graham that, well, that was the only day. But no. He's a God of a second chance. And he wants, and he wants to give you and give me and give me a second chance. But here's one of the things we've got to do okay in John chapter 5 there there's there's a little verse there's something that Jesus says that really messes with some people there's people don't like it and Jesus says this to a to a woman who who was also about to be stoned in the streets but he says it and he says it to a man that he heals also in John chapter 5 Jesus heals this man this man chases Jesus down later because he's so he's so excited about this and he chases Jesus down and Jesus says now, this is kind of like, I think this is King James or close to it. Go and sin no more lest a worse thing come on you. Lest something worse happens to you. Okay, and a lot of people, uh, they, they misunderstand what Jesus, they think Jesus is saying. All right, now go out there and don't you sin anymore because if you do, I'm going to send something worse on you. That's not what Jesus said. But boy, I've heard it preached like that. You know, and I've probably, there's probably some of you have heard it preached like that. And so so some of us look at that like, I, I don't like that. I don't like, is that the kind of Jesus you guys are serving? That's not what Jesus said. Let me tell you what let's put this in context. Let me tell you what Jesus is saying He said okay, you got your healing and now you're chasing after me. You're coming right now Thank you, Hannah for sharing that consistency statement with us a little earlier that that yeah that consistency That's what Jesus is talking about. He said now you're chasing after me and you got your healing You're excited today, but you know what there are worse things out there that you're gonna face tomorrow Than you were facing before you met me today, so don't give up keep chasing after me stay consistent keep chasing it after me keep going after me like you are right now because you don't want to face those worst things alone any more than you face this for these past few years that you've been sick that's what he's saying and so i challenge you i challenge you listen to me it's it's not enough to start you got to finish it's not enough to it's not enough to to meet jesus you got to follow jesus you got to go after him because he is a God of second chances. Let, let, let me let me show it to you. You want some examples? Let me give them to you in Scripture. Lazarus, man, he got the ultimate second chance, right? Everything, because he died, and Jesus raised him back from the dead. The widow of Nain, I mean, she's a widow, and her son dies, and Jesus raises her son back to life. Her future was gone. Her future was done, but she had her future restored. The widow of Zarephath, she and her son were about to starve to death, but a miracle happened, and she got to raise her son. They got to live. The widow of 2 Kings chapter 4, and and listen, all these, they're they're on that Connect page as well. You can look at all the stories, and I encourage you, if you need encouragement, read them, okay? If you need a second chance, that widow of 2 in Kings chapter 4, the, her sons were about to have to go into slavery because her, her, her husband had died and left them in a lot of debt to pay it. But, but God worked a miracle. Jairus got his daughter back. Jairus daughter would died and Jesus raised her from the dead There's a woman that was that was uh, had been sick for 12 years She had spent every bit of her money going after this doctor that doctor that doctor. nobody could heal her She didn't have any more money to go after any more doctors Nobody had given her any hope Jesus healed her and restored her hope Rahab the prostitute a prostitute y'all, y'all know pros, a prostitute became one of Jesus' very ancestors. Talk about second chances. Peter got a second chance. Jesus told him the night before he was crucified, Simon Peter, you're going to deny me, but when you repent, when you come back, Then strengthen your brothers encourage them when you get your second chance Simon Peter You make sure that they that they are strengthened Abraham. He heard the word go. God called him and to another place He said I'm gonna take you to a land and give it to you And it still belongs to Abraham's descendants today and he made of him a great nation All, all of Israel pointed they all came from Abraham And he got that because he listened to the Word of God say go Peter Andrew James and John they heard Jesus say come they were all working washing their nets after they had been fishing a long day and Jesus Jesus spoke to Peter and and Andrew and then he spoke to James and John and he says come and follow me and so they did they left and they got their second chance and they got their, they got their second chance just like all these others got their second chance and, and when Abraham heard go and and those four disciples heard go guys that weren't disciples yet or they heard come and they heard this when, when they told their families I've heard God say go and I've heard God say come, I've heard God say come. I imagine probably some of them question their sanity. You're hearing voices, right? Like Ray, he had people in this movie The question you're hearing voices out in the field, right? You're hearing voices when you're out in the cornfield, right? I mean some of them thought he's getting too, you know Staying out there and getting too hot You know the Sun was getting too hot on him and they thought he was losing his mind They thought he would become a dreamer They thought he was obsessed with this because he mowed down corn to make room for this field to build this field in And so yeah, they thought he was becoming obsessed with this. Well, maybe he was was Abraham obsessed with following God was Peter a dreamer? Was Was Andrew, James, and John were they obsessed dreamers following after God? Let me ask this question. Some of you are struggling. Some of you have problems. Some of you have have situations in your life. Some of you have things that that you need God to do for you. And and, and today, if I were to say God can do this for you, some of you could fill in the blank right now. You know exactly what you would put in that blank. If I said, God wants to do, and you'd fill in the blank. You know what you want. Okay, that one thing. Can I ask you something? Let's imagine. If we were obsessed with following Jesus, how different would our lives be today? If you and I got obsessed that, that following Jesus was the most important, it doesn't mean that we didn't do anything else. It doesn't mean we don't go to work tomorrow. It doesn't mean we don't take care of our responsibility. But if we got obsessed that the most important thing in my life is following after Jesus, what would change about the past six weeks? What would have changed about the last couple of years? What would change about the next few years in your life if you got obsessed with following after Jesus? Because that's the answer, isn't it? Isn't that that? because here, your second chance, your second chance is all wrapped up in listening to the call in your life to to go or to come. In other words, to follow him. That's that's what, your second chance is wrapped up in listening and and the consistency of following after him. Not meeting him, but following after him. Okay? And back to the movie for just a moment. A couple of things right here. Actually, three things. You know, we all know that if, if you build it, he will come. But the voice said three things. Okay, the first one was that he will come. Who's the he? We find out in the movie Shoeless Joe. It's Shoeless Joe. We're talking about Shoeless Joe getting to come back. He was kicked out of baseball. He and seven other players, and some of the other players said Shoeless Joe wasn't actually even part of it. He shouldn't have been kicked out. We'll kind of never know now. Everybody that knows anything is dead and gone. You know? We'll never really know, but he, he said he didn't. You know? But he was kicked out. He was kicked out, but he came, and he got a chance to play ball again. And then the voice began telling Ray, ease his pain. Ease his pain. And so Ray goes out and he finds this this guy that James Earl Jones plays, Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann is is an author from the 1960s, a very very troubled time in our nation's history. And and he wrote about all this stuff going on and and he got got disillusioned, he got disenfranchised. He he began to be tormented. I mean, he became a, a hermit, like just holed up in his apartment, never wrote again, and just didn't want to be around people or anything. Yet he had his pain eased this is what this is what God was or, or I'm sorry this is what the movie the voice was telling that that was telling uh, telling Ray ease his pain and then it, then he started hearing these words go the distance go the distance and, and so what we find out is he's got to go find Doc Moonlight Graham now he's left Iowa and he's gone all the way to Boston on the East Coast to find this author Terrence Mann And now he hears go the distance and he's got to go find what you know where he finds Graham Graham is in Minnesota so he's got to go all the way back to Iowa and then up into Minnesota to get to him so he has to go the distance so so we find out in the movie as we're watching this and we say okay here's the things these voices it's like he's reaching out and touching these people but that's not all is it that's why you need to watch this movie more than one time because there's so much of this there so rich it's a little bit like the Word of God but there's so much there read it again and again and again and again and again because every time you read it there's a little something else there and that's the way this movie is it's a little bit like that it's not nowhere near deep as the as the Bible but it's a little bit like that is there's so much more there because you know what we find out when we get closer to the end of the movie we find out that they're not the only ones that are coming because what we find out is it's also about Ray's dad John Ray's dad played minor league ball. He didn't get to play in the majors. Now he's a fictitious person. He's not a real, char- he's not a real person. He's just a character in this. But he, he didn't play ball like these other guys did in the majors. He just played in minors. But Ray and his dad had a falling out. He, he was angry with his dad. And he, he never got to straighten that out with his dad. He never got to apologize to him. But you know what? He realized Shoeless Joe is the one that tells him. He said, if you build it, he will come. And he motions toward home plate. And when Ray looks there, there's his dad as young as he is and he gets to to renew that and to ease his pain it eases his pain you know what they get to do they they get they get to they get to talk again they get to connect again and and because all because why because Ray went the distance and, and see so when you when you watch this movie the first time it can get a little confusing because you're thinking okay we're talking about Shoeless Joe Oh, and we're talking about Graham and we're talking about Terrence Mann. Oh wait, no We're talking about Ray's dad John. You see it can be confusing if you think if you're trying to figure all that out But can I just throw it all out there for you? Is that what this movie shows us is? Everyone is offered a second chance not just not just a shoeless Joe Jackson and not just Doc Moonlight Graham and not just Terrence Mann and not even just Ray And John, every stinking single person in this movie gets a second chance. Now I don't know about Beulah. If you know the movie, okay? I don't know about Beulah. She really gets a second chance or not? She gets told about it. I don't know if she gets her, she takes it or not. Okay? But every everybody, let me let me walk what we you through them okay shoeless joe gets to play again right okay terrence Mann, he gets to write again he starts writing again doc gets to face a big league pitcher doc graham one of the things he 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 has this great little speech in there about how he wanted to face a big league pitcher look at it and, and right as he's going in his wind up wink at him you know like i know something you don't know kind of a thing doesn't turn out the way he like Hannah said also it doesn't unfold the way he wants to but he still got to do it. He got to face that big league picture. And then the other players got to play again. Okay, I got to stop here and preach just a little bit, all right? On this. Is that there's a magic going on here. That that when that when Ray builds this field, there's a magic that these guys who used to play ball and then they lived the rest of their lives, most of them grew to be old and died. That Now they're resurrected and they're back young again playing ball out there. There's a magic going on there And it's not just shoeless Joe, but it's all the, it's Mel odd and it's Hubble It's all these other players that they get to come back and, and get to play ball there You know they come back to life and get to play ball there Okay, here, here, here's why I want to relate this to you this way because we're talking about magic in this movie but in reality in, in in our world, what I want you to understand is it's not magic. It is the nature of God. And because of the nature of God, some of you, just like these dead bodies, some of you have some dead things in your life. You have some things that, that have... That have died you've got some problems in your life you've got some areas in your life that are dying they're getting weaker and you don't know what to do about them you've been working on them and, and some of you you've not even told God about it because you don't even think God's got an answer for you that's how dead it is in your eyes just like these ball players. but that was magic I'm talking about reality I'm talking about the the nature of God and his ability if he created life then he can bring it back again, and his ability to whatever is dead in your life, or whatever is dying in your life, his ability to refresh it, restore it, or bring it back to resurrection—whatever it is in your life that you need God to fix—he's able to fix. If you can just believe him in that, like like Karen, his daughter, Ray's daughter, toward the end of the movie, she's choking, she is dying, and and, and uh, you know how she's saved. The man that Ray went to find, Doc Graham, steps off the field and goes over and saves her life because, because he did something, because he tried, because he went the distance. His own daughter was even saved. And so some of you, you, you're worried about your family, you're worried about your kids, you're worried about your sons and your daughters, you know, and, and they're struggling or maybe... you. It, there she was, his own daughter was dying and yet she was saved or or, or like the brother-in-law man that brother-in-law mark putts, or you know that, that he had he even got a second chance to start dreaming again okay let me relate this to you real quick some of you you got a putts in your family too don't you right you know or maybe you're the putts, and everybody else is normal and you just don't know it right and you but you've got situations in your family or your extended family or whatever you know, you've got those things happening and you think, well, what can I, I can't do anything about that. Yeah, but, but God can. As, as just, just as, just as real as in this, in this movie that Mark gets to say, God can give your family a second chance. Some of you got some real civil war stuff going on in your family, but God It's his it's not a magic. It's his nature that he can bring restoration. He can bring healing He can bring he can bring a resurrection into your family Whatever it is that you need whatever whatever problem is in your in your family You just need to start believing him for that and and it goes on and goes on the thousands at the end of the movie Thousands are coming to watch these old guys that come back to play and these thousands they get the second chance to renew some of that old joy and what used to be there. I does any, anybody, any of this resonating with you today? That there's something that, that I just need God to help me with, to restore, to, to maybe even, maybe it's dead and, I, and, and you think it's over. You can't, God can't, re- hey listen, Lazarus had been dead for four days. When he said roll the stone away and his sister said Lord, he's been dead for four days He is stinking by now Jesus said roll the stone away and he called him out of the grave when he came out of the grave He said now unwrap him and turn him loose and send him on his way And he did that and if God can do that if God can bring a dead man a man has been dead for four days back Then there is nothing in your life that Jesus Christ By his nature his supernatural nature of who he is that he cannot fix for you bring back restore resurrect whatever whatever is needed there and and, and again you know how did it happen Uh, I got to hurry right here Mark chapter I'm sorry Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 but seek first his kingdom and righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well because Ray because Ray Ray wasn't doing anything for himself he, he, he kind of questioned himself a little bit late in the movie, but he wasn't doing this for himself He was doing it for everybody else and look even he and his dad got it Because he focused on everybody else That's what Jesus is saying seek first the kingdom of God all this stuff that you're worried about in your life And it's not working and, you're, and you don't think God can even fix it There's the answer seek first his kingdom of righteousness and all those things you're worried about. They'll be taken care of They'll be added to your life the, 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 the resurrection, the restoring, the, the healing of whatever needs to happen, it'll happen. If you'll seek first the kingdom, well, what, what is the kingdom? A lawyer came to Jesus one day and said, Jesus, what? I actually called him Master. He said, Master, what's the greatest commandment? Jesus said, I'll give you two. He didn't say it, but that's kind of what he did, right? He said, I'll give you two. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and body. I like to say it this way. Love, love God supremely more than anything. Jesus said, love the Lord your God supremely and love your neighbor as yourself. And then Jesus said, on these two commandments, all the law of the Old Testament and every prophet that has written anything in the Old Testament, all of that, all all of it hangs on these two things. You know what he said? He said, these two things are the kingdom. Loving God supremely and loving your neighbor as yourself. So if you have a need today, Sometimes when you say that, just people just kind of pass it off. You know, it's like, oh yeah, yeah no, no, dude. If you have a need today, you have needs today. Every person sitting here has a need today. You need God to do something in your life. You have a need today, let me give you the best advice I can give you. And it's right there in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Here's the best advice I can give you. First, tell God what your need is. And then second, go find somebody that you can help or serve. That's what he says. Focus on the kingdom, love God supremely, and love your neighbor as yourself. Love other people as yourself. you got a need today, you got a problem today, you got a situation you need, some refreshing, renewal, some healing, or even a resurrection, tell God about it. And then go find somebody that you can help. That's my best advice to you today. If you want, to, if you want that to happen, if you want to get that done. Because let me tell you something. When, just like in this movie, when you and I do what we're called to do, Hundreds thousands are changed and impacted for generations This world that you and I live in today is in desperate need of the impact of those who are called Of those who know they have purpose This world is in desperate need of the impact of those who know Jesus Christ what go, What's going on out there? They need the impact of the people sitting right here in front of me that know Jesus Christ and know they are called to get out there and make a difference. That's what this world is dying for. This world isn't dying because they're making bad decisions. This world is dying because they need us to impact those of us who have been impacted by Christ. They need us to impact them. That's what God has called us to do. So how do I do that? If you see something broke, build it, build it back. Take the three things that the voice said in this movie, see something broke, build it back. You see somebody hurting ease their pain ease their pain and don't just do things until you get your warm fuzzy and you feel okay and feel better about yourself and like yeah i did good no go the distance do what is needed and a little bit more go the distance don't just do it so you can have a warm fuzzy and feel good about yourself when you lay down tonight go the distance so you you, you, want, you, want, you got a problem or whatever, here's my best advice to you. Tell God about it, and then go find something broken in somebody's life and fix it. Go find somebody hurting and ease their pain. And don't just do it until you feel better. Go the distance until it's right in their life too.
0: You've been listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a prayer need, our prayer team and pastoral staff would love to pray with you. You can send us your prayer requests by using the email address prayer at church2911.com If you would like to know more about our church including information about our weekly services please check out church2911.com Thank you for listening. We hope you know that God has an amazing dream for you and as always, we dare you to dream.